sorry for all the confusion this morning. I just, I, I thought, let's record. And then I thought, oh my God, like if I go to class, there's just not going to be time. But then I was like, okay, I don't have to leave my house till 1130. It's going to be okay. Okay, great. It's going to yeah, it's going to be okay. Yeah, but just so stop. I just need It's fine. Right. And just in case you're feeling anxious cuz like you know when we're doing a hard out but you don't mm-hmm. know where we are in time right now yeah, like an hour. for those listeners. I mean, it's 10:34. You're, you're dressed, you're ready to go. I'm dressed. I have coffee with honey and milk at my side and I have a bowl with um full fat Greek <sighs> yogurt and raspberries oh, wow. with me as well. Delightful. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I went and bought groceries yesterday and it was four hundred dollars. What? And I thought that can't be right. But why? And I was like, "Well, what am I gonna do?" I guess. Well, go to Trader Joe's. Quite frankly, I got too much food. I guess. Did you shop for like a month? Well, you know, this is house life, so. Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, I guess I shopped for a month. <laughs> what was the most expensive Well, that was thing? what I was trying. When I looked through the receipt, I was like, is there any... I'm just going to scan this to see if there's any, like... Outs- I mean, it was impossible to read this receipt because, like, everything... I went to Tops, and um, mm-hmm. we have a Tops card. So, like, everything had, like, some kind of discount. It was just in, like an in, impossible thing to read, but I just wanted to be like, so, oh, maybe there's like a hundred dollar charge for something uh, incorrectly. But well, that full wheel of Parmesan, and right, the beluga right, right, caviar, right, right. So and the case of champagne, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and once you spend that, I mean, you're over four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Hi. How are you? Are you? Where are you? I'm in my apartment. Are you talking to someone? No, I said hi. How are oh, you? How am to I? you? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm talking to you. I'm invisible. I don't exist. <laughs> um, it sounded like you were talking to someone else, but I guess you were. Not nope. someone else. Just you. It was me. It's just you and me, babe. <laughs> um how am i um i'm excited that michelle's coming today that's very exciting oh my god today is the day yeah, sort of christmas is starting now because people are, are are visiting in their it'll in be their like the nativity scene family. it's just like an yes, endless parade that's the dream so that's exciting wow. that's good um i've i've been i made a meatloaf i made Roasted vegetables, I, um... Oh. Uh, well, that, you know, so this was no part of the groceries spent... thing, because I... I, right, I, I did try to, like, fill the house with food and anything I might and f- ever want when I visit. And somewhere. flowers? No. Oh. Here's my theory. I mean, I, 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 I put out food as if they're flowers. I think we should oh, appreciate, I see. Yeah, yeah. um... Abundance. Food as flowers. Yeah. So. I I find this when I'm like, oh, I have a casual gathering at my house with three guests. And then um, I go to the grocery store and $160 later, I'm like, oh, not that casual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
and you think, what yeah. what did I get? Well, I bought some cheese. You know. Well, so I continue to watch that, um, or watch, listen to that podcast that's basically about like traveling and trying to get um, people to host a, a dinner party for you. Um, okay. I'm pr- pretty sure they never got anyone to host a dinner party for them anywhere, which is wow. kind of incredible. Um, and it's sort it's of kind a of joke. Ethan for you. And then it like just never happens. And you're like, wow, it's kind of like they're, I feel like there are a couple episodes where they kind of just don't even try. I'm like, what is at least try. And I feel like you're, you're not getting invited in because you're not the most likable person. But so this show is all about the effort. And not yeah, really about the and outcome. Then, and then there's an episode that's about trying to figure out where to go for an episode that just ends up being an episode <laughs> about New York, which is char- charming. Um, and then he runs into Allison Roman. But who who is this person? Kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't care about them much. I have. Why a hard are they time allowed to have a show? Them. I don't know. They had a show, and now they have this show. I don't know. I don't know. Wow, it's, this is really confusing, it is confusing to, me. to me as well, and I refuse to look into it because are they? Well, are they a comedian? They're not funny. Okay, well, you know, often comedians are well, not. Fair so, so I guess is this a straight guess, a straight person? Yes, this is just I'm like you're like a straight guy. Well, doing, like, straight guy comedians boots. famously not I don't think funny. This person is a. Is, I don't think this person's trying to be funny. I guess that's that's. What Remember I mean. that guy, what was his name? Sean something, who mm-hmm. was a, a, a straight guy comedian no. who then like suddenly had a podcast uh-huh. and then had like a, an interview show and then Maybe had a scripted person. television yeah. program on HBO. Huh. Sean. What? Okay, wait. Is he big and blonde? I don't know. I is a podcast. Oh, I'm so sorry. So, I'm so sorry. I I, I'm so I, sorry. I really have like this refused. is a podcast. I'm like I'm gonna. I like the traveling aspect of this and like Pete. His name was Pete. Excuse me. His name was P. Pete. <laughs> Pete. Pete Holmes. His name was Pete Holmes. His wow, name was Pete Holmes. His out, name was Pete you? Holmes, and he wasn't very funny. Okay. Well. Oh. Anyway, whatever. Um. What was the point of that? Oh, dinner parties. Basically, because... Okay. Come, I'm finally getting to my point, essentially, which is that, like, hosting a dinner party is a real job and an expense. I know. And I'm not I doing know. that for strangers. I mean, I kind of do like the idea of doing it for strangers and, like... But, anyway. It's a, it's a thing. That's called a bed and breakfast. Yeah. To pay me. It's called pay, a restaurant. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I watched the most recent episode of um, the Chateau program. I watched a thing too. I haven't wa- been watching it. What did you oh, watch? they did a really they did a really quick transformation of the dining room because people were coming for Christmas. I saw that. That's what I watched. As I well. like that I was that was it. nice. Was like, they they this were. Room. Yeah. No, they just had to paint. Although the room. they like co- wall they covered the wallpaper with paper before painting the room. I think that's like maybe part of the. Historical. I don't know if it's the rule. The rules of a French chateau. To do that. 
it's it's how it felt. Well, I think there's some kind of like imperative in owning a historical building that like you do need to preserve. But I think that was their own their own feeling of that. Oh well, I like I appreciate that. I yeah, love that I, she I did a tracing. Appreciate that, and I'm also like you're crazy. Either leave no, it. I don't know. And like figure it out. Or don't. Or like don't. Or just okay. But well. Good f- I thought it's a good, good solution plan. just to like trace it and put paper over it. Yeah, and I thought the tracing the was was the tracing made sense to me. The like papering, I'm like, well, why don't you like wallpaper it? Well, yeah. Also, um, like the original paper is ruined, people. So like, right, it's, that's what I you're mean. You're either going to, like, re- yeah, no, either- I know. My God, when the husband is fucking up the wallpaper with the slicing, I'm like, get him out of here, <laughs> get him. Get him out of here. I felt like he was making I can't, it work. No, I can't stand when he does stuff like that. It makes me sick. Well, he wanted to be involved. Well, she needs to give him tasks that require, like, no accuracy. Yeah. That, she needed to find something else for him to do in that moment. Yeah. But... I don't like when he makes is, mistakes like that. This is the challenge really of being the confident one. <laughs> yeah. The confident one. Uh, um, but it was all very sweet when he like got the table at the charity shop and then the oh, parents see, got involved. Through. I like didn't care. I was like, whatever. Oh, I watched. They got yeah, their I just kind of skipped through. I, whole, didn't, I, didn't, I think I'm done with them. They, they got the dining room table at the charity shop for 40 euros, but that included delivery. Wow. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. Yeah. And it looked like, you know, fancy pants like their house. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all about like, how you set the table, really. Yeah. But my God, what an undertaking to do something like this. Yeah. And they really like made it work with you two. So. Meanwhile, I've been watching these gays up in Canada, Tyler and Todd for a couple yeah. of years trying to like make a homestead up there. And it's truly grim. I mean, not only do they have hideous taste, but then oh my things God. are always going wrong with their planning. Like they're doing this prefab um shipping container home and there's someone along the way made a huge mistake where so they brought in the shipping containers they stacked them it was looking very nice and then they realized oh my god we don't actually have the clearance to build the staircase that was planned into the plans so now we have to like change everything and i'm like are you serious like you had an architect build or like plan this home and then like this, this yeah, is crazy, yeah. but I guess things like this happen. Yeah, there things was some happen. show about, like, homes at, like, the edge of the world or something. And there was this kind of pod house. It was, like, each room uh-huh. was a kind of prefab. Uh, basically, it was, oh, like, unlivable. I saw yeah, this. We talked about this. I was, like, it was insane. can you imagine building a house that you can't live in? Work. It was, like, some, like, novice engineer was like oh i have this thing that's like all hexagons and it's like incredible and these people were like let's do it and then it like did not work there was but it was clearly not gonna make sense for living in from the beginning no the fact that it like literally didn't work because of like a flat ceiling or flat roof yeah but like the pieces didn't fit together i was like well excuse me if you're gonna like be bringing in pods like you need to test them back in the factory. The factory. Uh, um, That's why you have you watched Matilda? Really have the to musical? go to like. Certainly not. Um, it's kind of incredible. 
I do like Emma Thompson. Uh, we thoroughly enjoyed it. And then we watched some clips of the stage version and were humiliated by that. But um, <laughs> um, these kids are incredible and they like have to rehearse with masks on. So it's also like insane. Um, oh. And the dancing is, is really, it's like very adult kind of pop dancing that looks oh. great on these kids. Who's the choreographer? I don't know. We couldn't, and not, right. no one we knew of. So it's probably they like weren't Broadway billing. people or something. I'm sure it is. It's British Broadway royalty. But the music was Although, good. And it's, I mean, everything sounded and looked terrible in the stage version. So it's confusing. I'm yeah. like, oh, maybe it's just like what happens on stage. I don't, I, it, it's well, confounding. I'm like, maybe just that's movies the are thing. great. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out as someone who now works on Broadway. Uh-huh. I'm like, why? Like, what is it? In the culture of performance for Broadway that demands that it look so bad. It's Um, confusing. Because movies do look really good and like the costumes are... Also, there are like staged things that don't look atrocious. Right? It's true. Like we've seen these shows. You know what often looks pretty good? Opera often looks pretty good. Well, opera opera is a great lane of for like creative exploration i feel like yeah like really good designers and also like what's what's confounding is that sometimes it's the same designer do you know what i mean it's the same designer yeah who did the broadway show who did the opera and it's like oh i guess like i think that's opera serious and also into sort of like the demands of i just don't i don't know like i i just i mean you watch these home reno shows and I'm like, well, maybe this, maybe things do need to be garbage for people to like them. Well, how about this? Maybe it's operas for adults, musical theaters for kids. So, well, that's, and that's part of what's not, you know, what I think works for this musical. Cause it, it's, it's about children and sort of for, but it's, it's you know they're like she's like throwing people by their hair like <laughs> into the trees, so it's like a, a pretty like adult violenty kind of vibe, which is great. Right. Well, that's the Roll Doll yeah. universe, you know. Like it's a little dark. Well, I, you know, yeah. It's it's it's. I think the idea is, in the tradition of fairy tales, is like. Yeah. Well, I want to watch it then. I love the scene the where little the little girl has is to incredible. Eat the cake. All we the children the incredible are child. incredible. Okay. It's great. Okay. It's great. It's very sweet. I'm going to go for it. Yeah, I recommend. I mean, it's, you know, in the in the vein of like a Wednesday. I couldn't do you it. You could do it. Yeah. I, tried. I mean, it is. I didn't care. I tried much about it it was either. Too, it's very netflix it was too many team. plots too much stuff going on i was like werewolves sirens what are you talking about yeah it's all the it's all that's all not things. actually the universe of wednesday yeah. adams like when the adams family live in reality in a way uh, uh-huh. you know well, like right well that's the yeah. town you know right right but it right. does get all mixed up it's very um sabrina Oh, Sabina. Yeah. Sabibi. 
Oh, wait. Um, I forgot last week when mm. I very boldly proclaimed that I had seen no dance. And I was lying. Well, and I almost called you afterwards because I was like, did you not go to see the show that I... No, I did. I did. And I and liked it, which is it. crazy. That's interesting. I did. <laughs> so I guess that's the review. <laughs> no. Very so I saw Mariah Evans. <laughs> I saw Mariah Evans show at Performance Space New York, and um, it was very, it was tremendous. I mean, it was in this amazing room that Mariah transformed with this brilliant set that was this series of platforms that kind of ascended into a corner, almost like, um, remember that vi- that like video game called Quark. Mm-mm. I mean, I okay. do it by name, but only. I don't. It was like a series of ascending blocks that came to a point, you know? So you had all of these, like, uh, you. So, like, the corners of the boxes are, are heading straight toward you. <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. Stairs. At any. <laughs> essentially, like, stairs turned 45 degrees. Hang right, anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Um, the room looked incredible and it was like a kind of immersive four hour experience that you could come and go from. And there was another room set up as like a rest area where you could go and relax and it was very dark and there was bean bags and couches and stuff and tea. You could have a tea or a water, but the main room itself had natural light streaming in from both sides. And, and so the show started at three and the day I went was like, the most serene, freezing cold winter New York day where like there's just the air was so clear and the clouds are just kind of slowly moving through and the light was extraordinary. And you come in, you can sit wherever you like. You can sit on a platform or in one of a few chairs that's around. The performers, there's eight of them, are kind of like doing some extension of what Mariah has been exploring for many years, which is like this movement from the organs this kind of like authentic improvisation concept. But then they like lined up at a certain point and were interviewed by someone that established their subject, you know, that like, I am this kind of person. I am preoccupied with these facts about myself, which are like, I am white. I am female or I am gay. I am, old things like that mm-hmm. you know okay and these weren't these so weren't they, I, I i this this was discussed at your birthday before you had seen it so i have i have some sense of what this was but um this was they weren't scripted right i mean no they've been performing this rehearsing this so there's yes, probably, and what's, you know, some sense of like i know probably, the answer to this question Right. Well, as the show goes on, like more, there's these interrogations that are done by the performers. So Uh like some performers will be sitting behind desks and asking questions of the performers as they either move through things or don't move through things. And um, some of the questions were very provocative. And I thought, gosh, this is like, is, are they being asked the same questions every day? Because it goes, I mean, four hours long is a lot of questions. And then I talked to other people who'd been to previous performances and they were like, well, that's not the questions I heard, you know, Mm -hmm. like it was a whole other set of things. So like, I think there's a lot to talk about and, um, 
I think each day was a different experience in terms of the content of the text. Uh Um, But it was, it was pretty remarkable. And I think these performers did a really good job of speaking as dancers, you know, we're so often like, that's a big problem. Um, Like, how does a dancer speak? Mm -hmm. But they do, they were great. They were loud and straightforward and like not overly performative for the most part. And just like seemed to have become very comfortable just um, getting into these sort of dicey (laughs) questions about gender and race and politics and culture and life in general and parenting and sexuality. And, um, it was cool. It was great. I mean, it was a great show and I think it attracted like a very cool cross section of the New York arts community. It wasn't just like our little esoteric dance community. Mm -hmm. It seemed a lot bigger, bigger than that, which was nice. Um, yeah, I feel really happy for Mariah. I think it... Chorus line? What? Sure. Where they talk about themselves? (laughs) It was not unlike that. (laughs) But it, yeah, but it was obviously not structured like that. But... No, it wasn't, yeah. But I mean, that... It was like There is something of that. that Totally. It is like a performance about, like, these people and the the ways in which they are the product of their experiences Uh, and the ways in which like their experiences, butt up against each other or like create tension amongst one another. Um, So it was, it was great. I mean, to like be in the room in these moments of tension and moments of kind of personal crisis um, being expressed in like a really straightforward way. I, I thought it was very cool. And, um, also, I like that you could come and go and also like stay only as long as you wished. I did stay the entire did time, but I did leave. Sleep? I did have, a, I dozed off. Because okay, this so really does embar- seem like a show for you. I, I'm telling an embarrassing story on the oh, podcast. Goodness. Okay? Okay. So I do fall asleep in performances. That happens. But here's how it usually works. Usually I sit down, they turn off the lights, I get cozy. Ten minutes in. <laughs> Fall, I fall asleep for 10 minutes and then I wake up and I'm revived mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm good to go. And you, you in hopefully sh- the show is more than 10 minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes you hope it's only 10 minutes <laughs> long. I mean. Yeah. But in this situation, um, I sat on one of the platforms so I didn't have back support. And then I kind of was like shifting about trying to find a place to get cozy. And then I was at times just looking out the windows really like, enjoying the light because, show because it's so beautiful is it um is there music is there talking kind of all the time uh there's some sound i think there was no there wasn't talking all the time no but a lot of the time and often there was like two different sets or three different sets of talking uh-huh. occurring simultaneously okay. um looking at i was looking out a window and then i kind of like laid down and just like dozed off momentarily and then here's the embarrassing part i farted myself awake incredible so yeah so i farted in (laughs) such a way that was like a very kind of like relaxed like i'm sleeping kind of fart and i heard it iconic i heard it this is i heard it and i woke myself up this is how relaxed you are 
And I mean, Dance when I tell you there was people on either side of me, they were within a foot. And I knew one of them and I did not know the other one. And I just kind of was like, what am I? I was so embarrassed. Like, I sat there for 15 minutes completely preoccupied with how embarrassed I was. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna have to get over it. And like, if they heard the fart, like, we're gonna have to discuss it later on. So later I saw the person who was to my left, Jeremy, a person I know. I know we've been through this. He has your same name. And we were, I was like, oh my God, um, did you hear when I woke myself up with my own fart? He was like, no. And he was like, actually, I remember a fart, but I thought it was one of the performers. And I was like, wow, I literally got away with it, except like here I am admitting to it. To the whole world. So anyway, everyone knows. Now to the whole world. I woke myself up with a fart in a show, and I'm sorry. It's great. I think it. I think and it, I think it really is like what the show was about. Kind of, you know, the, yeah. the, the um, organs, yeah. and you know, that story could have made it into the show. Of one of the performers, you know, you should have gotten, um, you should have gone and told, told your story. I should have just gotten You're up. Like and you know what, I'm a dancer. I dance as well, and this show and, inspired um, something deep in me to come out i'm now part- i'm now in this performance because i farted myself awake and i feel it's worth talking about the trauma the toll that that's taken on as a dancer and um, as a viewer an yeah. experience um that's great so that happened and then there was a point at which i i exited for probably half an hour to just go like be out of the space and then i returned and i f- i watched the rest of the show um and then at the end of the show just they say you know this is an ongoing project and then like people leave and like talk to the performers and it's very a very casual ending this is this um, is an ongoing project it never started and it's not ending so uh that's right whatever yeah, yeah. there's no end to this this is just work that we're doing we're doing we're excavating so i then um tess Dorman and Stuart and i went to the odeon for dinner fancy and it was festive and some, and if you were just to take cost into account, it was fancy, but uh-huh. I'm going to go ahead and say the food was not fancy and I'm going to play a guessing game with you. Have I already played this? A guessing game? Uh-huh. About shrimp cocktail? Uh, no. Oh, okay. So <laughs> at the Odeon, shrimp cocktail on the menu. Okay. Tess and I think let's this be festive and get a shrimp cocktail. Right. Yeah. How much how much do you think the $18. appetizer of shrimp cocktail is? Okay, go up a little. Nineteen dollars. No, no oh, more. Twenty dollars. <laughs> no Jeremy, go up. Okay, thirty six dollars. Twenty four dollars. And what did it okay. look like? That's the, the question. Price was, right? Okay. So you knew the price so, going into it. Yeah, I said, look, it's a festive occasion, birthday season. We just saw a show. Tess just finished being in Terry's show. Let's get a nice appetizer, shrimp cocktail. Now, I want you to imagine okay. a $24 shrimp cocktail at the Odeon and describe it to me. Oh, I mean, I've never been there. I No, no, okay. Imagine a French bistro. Uh-huh. So it's like, I don't think, I mean, have I had shrimp cocktail outside of like, you know, a party or something? Um... What is it like in a martini glass? 
That's so cute. I love that. It was not. <laughs> um, that's very like Carol, you know? Right. That's what I want. I, I'm like, but that's the look. With like the tail draped the, over the sides. I have to say, the look of this shrimp cocktail is very much could have shown up in Carol. Yeah. I have to say, it would have been the perfect Carol shrimp. Cocktail. Okay, were they on a was it on a, <laughs> on a plate? They're on a plate. They're on a dish. Sort of Correct. Like, uh, a kind of Jack Ferber presentation. I'm imagining of like I don't know. Mm. I don't know how the like the cocktail sauce is presented plate-wise. Okay. Are they laying But it? you haven't... No, 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 no. So the cocktail sauce and there's like a horseradish mayonnaise, or no, no, just like a mustardy mayonnaise or something, are in, in little ketchup ramekins. Yeah. Yeah. You know, little... That. And then the dish itself is covered in crushed ice, which is, okay. you know... Oysters Seems right. Yeah. And the shrimp are laying on the ice. Uh-huh. Now, how, ma- how many shrimp are we talking about? Six. One. You'd hope, you know. Goodness. A minimum. You'd hope for Goodness. a minimum of six I would shrimp. expect six. a tragic scene of six, <laughs> six shrimp <laughs> yeah, exactly. for $25. Yeah, that, that would have that been better you know because what was presented to us were four shrimp laying sort of evenly spaced Mm -hmm. on a on a dish of crushed ice and i I mean (laughs) truly a moment um i the moment of flabbergastion when the dish hit the table included in the price oh oh well because that's the thing you know now I know, because they're like, this is actually Europe. No, it's actually New York. And there were four shrimp. Now, it was a shock, but you just smile and you move through and you think it's Christmas. <laughs> the shrimp, <laughs> the shrimp, I will it's say, Christmas. were large. They were yeah. large and they were delicious. Great. They were perfectly cooked. And so, okay, but... Just to warn anyone who goes to the Odeon, if you order shrimp cocktail, just know you're getting four. You're getting four shrimps. Yeah, they're... The only way that that's acceptable is if price doesn't matter to you. That's true. I would have ordered two or three shrimp cocktails. Work. (laughs) (laughs) I would have ordered three, one for each of us, because actually four shrimp would have been a very nice appetizer. Yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, we each got one and a third. Good. But we didn't do it that goodness, way. Goodness, goodness. We did it where Tess only. But this ate. was an outstanding moment in terms of price, food, quantity, what have you. As or the Odeon goes, I, I I did also get a side order of wilted spinach for twelve dollars. Was it a whole <laughs> box of spinach? <laughs> well, you know how spinach is. It a whole box does yeah, become that's what a small I mean. ramekin. So probably, so that's, you know, that's yeah, like it was, $10 from the store these days. It wasn't that's a meager amount about. of spinach. Yeah. Anyways, I got a, I got a hamburger. Tess, well, whatever. If we had a festive time, it was a, a nice meal. It was nice to be with friends. The Odeon. That's my story. Of yes. Odeon. Well, that isn't that. I mean, what, well, what's sad is that like the restaurant kind of doesn't matter. 
So then you're like... That's true. It's the company yeah. you're amongst. Amen. It's a vibe. It's totally a vibe. <laughs> um, I... Since we last talked, I saw you in New York twice. Uh, no, we did a podcast last week. Did we really? Yeah, in which you didn't know that we had <laughs> gone to see dance. So, yeah. oh, this all happened. Everything happened. I don't all know right. what happened. Well, you went home. You had Christmas. You, I did. did. I, I saw my mom. She tried on the costume, or did you make? An I made her. A, that's an additional one. No, I made a. I made another yeah, one for, Christmas. for her because uh, she she saw a picture of the. Yeah. Of the but I didn't clown know if thing, you'd and then that far. you were you were productive. No, I mean cats out of the bag because Christopher Williams already posted about it on Instagram. Oh. Christopher Williams is making some kind of solo. I know for we're Mikhail all Grishenhoff. very disappointed because I was told it was Oprah and it's not. I know. I thought it could be Oprah, but it's actually just Barishnikov. Oh and my God! Harriet we have to and talk I talk about Jesus was seen. Jesus was seen. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that. So we we were tasked with making a Piero clown costume for Baryshnikov for some solo Chris was making. Michael Tilson Tom. I don't, I don't know. And then um, my mom saw a picture. I sent her the picture and she said, I want that. And I said, well, perfect Christmas present. So I, I made her a version of this Piero jacket and coll- ruffled collar and I gave that to her for Christmas, and she absolutely loved it. And she said, where are my pants and my hat? Oh, my and I goodness. Thought, <laughs> I said, really? I mean, it's so, clown town. I mean, the sleeves. She wants the, the full. sleeves are really beautiful. They're very beautiful. She wants the full clown, so. She better work. They, I'll I deliver that yeah, at some she point. She deserves it. She definitely deserves yeah. to have a clown yeah. costume. I mean, it's not her first clown costume. Let's be honest about this she used to be dressed as a clown on the streets of lower manhattan in the 70s so um icon but we're talking full clown makeup etc did you Um, thinking of long island did you know uh ina garden's background i watched this like 60 minutes interview with her uh kind of i mean i know that she like worked for the cia or the fbi or something the white house Right, as and an then I don't even know what that means. You know, the economy and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then she, um, she eventually had the she had this shop out in the Hamptons called the Barefoot Contessa, where you could go and buy like a babka for forty dollars, yeah. or you know, macaroni and cheese for fifty five dollars. And, and basically, well, so and, be, be before that, in her story is. She just cooked her way through the Julia Child French cooking, whatever that was. Oh, she did a Julia yeah, Julia. Yeah, so she, because she wanted to, I guess, and be, dinner parties were for, like, you uh-huh. know, uh, Beltway people, whatever. You know, her husband's also, right. I mean, I guess was in politics in whatever way and then as a lawyer or whatever and became the dean of, like, Yale Law School or something. Crazy like that. Wow. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So then she opened the store, sort of like randomly, without like any experience, <laughs> other than like. And it went really well. Dinner parties. And I think what's the stars kind of aligned for Ina in that shop because it was like exactly the same time as like Martha Stewart living was becoming like the way 
for upper middle class and rich people to to domestically live mm. and so they were happening in parallel and kind of doing aesthetically the same thing it uh-huh. was all about like abundance and gracious living but with a country flair right you right, know right yeah and then and then she sold it for like you know a billion dollars or whatever and then was approached about having a show and she was like no and then you know they kept like asking her and she was like if we shoot it in my house and there you go oh yeah like, not... i love the shoot it in my house and what i liked about the interview is is the like insistence on pleasure and like i want to have a good time yeah again yeah. dinner party she's like the whole thing was about having it feel like preparing a dinner party yeah so i think that's why i i i was drawn to ina's show and the whole jeffrey and all her gaze and the florist and because it did feel like this is this is real like this is i'm actually like just with the camera crew but i'm like i'm making a meal and i'm gonna enjoy it with my friends and and in the same way that like claire is like at home in her clogs Mm -hmm. with her cats like making food i'm like this is nice like claire wants to be home and like do this thing god bless whoever that was i know who it was but i'm not gonna say uh texting me about how hideous that kitchen was hey did you see that kitchen tour i certainly so again i think she is like really like probably the best like youtube cook person teacher huge fan of like her abilities love 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 love. this kitchen i'm sorry you know what's interesting like i feel like she's she's leaning into this like practicality um vibe when she's discussing like the choices she made for her kitchen and i'm like not practical it's not that practical (laughs) claire and i'm like not only does it look bad but it's also like there have to have been better solutions Uh and if you had actually gone the like solutions Uh route this could have been amazing like Uh a laboratory Uh or whatever Uh but now it just looks like a cornball kitchen with like unfortunate things going on yeah it like i would have preferred a like restaurant kitchen if absolutely now it's like part restaurant restaurant. kitchen part like designer like those you know uh new york times actually has a pretty nice space but there are these these like youtube videos that are shot in like a a kitchen studio that often look like a vibe that she's pulling from where they they always have like two like very narrow shelves on the wall with like decorative bowls why are you doing that I know. Um, I know. So Even like, is like the scale, bizarre. the scale of those shelves beside the stove with all the things on it. I was like, if you were planning to put all those things on those shelves, why didn't you make bigger shelves? Like, what are you doing? It uh-huh. was it's very odd to me. Bizarre. Also, like, like drawers of just junk. I'm like, this is not. I know. Don't open that drawer. But you, Huge drawers that are like three feet deep, just like piled of stuff. I'm like, this can't be right, Claire. Like you wasted all of <laughs> but this. But what like, really? Space. So two things really bother me: the gray color behind the stove of the counters, of oh, the wall, oh. just like this section of wall that's gray. Well, that spills up from the countertop. It's the same color. Is that what you're I saying? I think it's the same. 
same and material. Then the window maybe. that's cut in half by a counter. It's crazy. <laughs> that has wine bottles like in front of it, which like not light is not the friend of wine. Which Look, like whatever. I understand that it's a co- it's a complex situation that you have this like long window that like disrupts what could be kitchen space, but like some they needed someone to come in there and help because they it needed is help. They didn't get SOS. It, that's okay. S-O-S. Well, here's the other. I couldn't. I didn't make it all the way through this video. I had to. I had to go. I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, I went all the way. Oh. So what I wanted to. You should see when she gets to you, the end with this. Like, do you ever get to see cups. the whole room? Because no, what you find you out at the, the beginning is that like this counter with the sink in it is their dining is the table. Dining table is the dining table. So not only yes. is like this kitchen ugly, <laughs> you have to stare at it while you eat. This is also where you eat with a sink in the counter. It's bizarre. which is convenient. It's bizarre for doing dishes. But. Look, I'm. I'm glad she got her apron front sink. I'm sure it's very nice. I'm glad she has her, like, cell phone oven, which I hope, you know, bless her. I hope it works. But, like, also the, the husband getting the, the pot, pot filler, filler six feet above the there. stove. It's crazy. It's so, so crazy. It's I mean, it makes sense. I actually... It makes sense in that, like, if you do stuff with that giant pot, that is kind of the point of having that kind of thing about the stove because you don't want to deal with that weight. But you kind of have to anyway, wherever this food is going. I don't know. But, like, Also, like, if you need a pot filler, put it at a normal height, fill a smaller pot, pour it in the big pot. It's like literally bring the hose in from outside <laughs> i know it was it was bizarre. i mean the video ends really with her showing her these like ugly shelves that she put up to the kind of right of everything yeah. over by the basement with the door cups and stuff and with the cups i know i see th- it's it's there's that and then on the right like next to the refrigerator <clears> there's like <throat> plates and stuff and i'm like why are you the and plates. like tiles and i'm like what are you trying to do here She's like, it was really practical for us to like put the plates here next to the tchotchkes and the cookbooks. I'm like, no. <sighs> so then you, um, no, you just I don't have believe to. You. It's really hard. I can't. I also have not been able to watch any of that other beautiful kitchen stuff because that is so nuts. I can't. I have. I don't think I'll ever recover actually to be able to watch. What's more the beautiful kitchen stuff? Molly's insanity. Oh wow! I've been watching. No. Yeah, I can't, Molly. Molly I can't do that. Uh, I. I like I like it all. I just I I consume it all. But also, what I was I was gonna say something about Claire or Al- oh, I made her blueberry buckle. It was absolutely what's delicious. a buckle. <clears throat> a buckle is like a very fruit forward cake where it's like a lot of fruit and a little bit of cake holding oh, okay. it together. Okay, is it in a pan? And like a like you, a? I think often like they're a in a pan. Kind this of thing. Yes, it has a streusel topping, okay. but this one is made in a spring form, so it's easy to extricate, and it is oh. was excellent. And it has cornflakes in the streusel. All right. My only <laughs> thing I'll say, if you do make the blueberry buckle, leave out the cornflakes oh. if you if you don't plan on having like a big group of people eat it immediately because mm, the cornflakes take on the moisture of the yeah. cake and eventually do just get soggy and weird. Okay, so I. 
made Claire Saffitt's apple pie, the recipe on Bon Appetit. And I made this a couple years, I guess maybe last year for Thanksgiving. And literally the most delicious apple pie I've ever eaten. Uh, and I remember it being crazy to make, but I couldn't remember why. So, Is it an apple pie recipe where you have to cook the apples before they go in? No, it's not. Okay, go on. Um, there's something about timing, like things, everything takes, everything needs to be like rested. Everything takes longer. Each like section takes yeah. longer than yeah. the recipe makes it seem. Um, I think that was mainly the thing and I was grateful the first time that I had time to do it. And then there was, I need to, basically my feeling was like, I need to rewrite this recipe for myself because it's poorly written and that's what makes oh, it confusing. Oh. And uh, it's a great recipe, so delicious, really recommend it. Brought it for Christmas, everyone loved it, whatever. Uh, but uh, poorly written and, and that's Well, you should rewrite it and re reprint the, the recipe for those people who want to try it. How much do I charge for such a thing? Sixty-five dollars. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it really like was this this experience, and I did I read some reviews, and they're like, "This is the worst recipe." Oh my! And it it really is this thing about recipe writing, and I think um, Carla Lolly Music is really her cookbooks are so well written because they really. They're based on making the thing. And she talks about this on her YouTube channel of like, everything's in order, like of what you should do. So, you know, if like, you don't prep everything, if there's time after you put the thing in the oven to prep this thing, you know, so. Right. I, uh, this pie recipe really made me grateful for that kind of consideration. Also like put everything in weight, please. Or at least like uh, also in weight grams. so that we can like actually know what the fuck you're talking about. But Claire does put everything in weight. Well, I think that this is an old recipe because uh, I looked up a video, which there's a Bon Appetit video that is literally like one minute long for this like five hour pie recipe. <laughs> um, so I think it's an old recipe that she would not write this way if she were to write it now so that's best well, way yeah I, I think like claire i think claire in the process of writing dessert person really like honed her way you know yeah. honed her style of recipe writing yeah it's cute yeah. to watch old uh bon appetit videos of, of these people we know they look different they're like wearing makeup and well they're stuff. all like really thin and young and <laughs> like you're like whoa time is interesting Time is real. Um, also, oh, I, I went and saw The Nutcracker oh, last night. Oh, I love it. Because it was Russell's return to the New York City ballet stage after a very long hiatus. Oh, how does Russell feel about um, that? <laughs> I think Russell feels good about it. I think Russell, back. like, is... Russell's making <clears throat> very good choices on stage to protect their knee that they've been working mm -hmm. on to, like, repair. And... Um, Doing kind of like 
things that one wouldn't consider doing if you weren't as coordinated as Russell. Like there were, <laughs> there's a part where the, in the Nutcracker, the Cavalier has to do Alice Cone turns is where you like, your one leg is sticking out to the side and you just have to like plie and go up on the other leg and spin, spin, spin mm -hmm. for a while. And so Russell didn't want to like put undue pressure on his left knee, which is like conventionally the supporting leg mm -hmm. for people who go to the right, which is most people. <clears throat> so Russell just did him to the left. And I was like, wow. Cause that is like <laughs> oh, yeah. impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> He just did it and it was great and simple and like very steady just did him to the left um and um ashley laracy was his sugar plum fairy and beautiful and megan fairchild was astonishing as mm -hmm. the dewdrop just like this is a person who's now been in the company for probably hmm, 22 23 years she's close to 40 she has three children and she is like a breath of fresh air. So Incredible. Good. I mean, she's dancing with like so much direction and like such lightness and like making so many amazing choices. I feel really like happy for someone of my generation who seems to be having like such a wonderful time on stage. I love that. Oh, it's such a delight <clears throat> to see. And <clears throat> the stagecraft so of that nutcracker is literally perfect. I mean, it's just like the perfect nutcracker. It like looks amazing. All the lighting and timings, mm. it's all just like so honed and beautiful. And the children are so amazing and the little bunny and that whole, you know, the scene where like suddenly a, a violin thing comes in from the sleeping beauty and mm. and it's basically like just scenic changing except at a certain point the mother runs in oh no marie runs in because she she needs to find the nutcracker the party's over she's like where's the nutcracker she comes in in her nightgown and her slippers uh -huh. and she like finds the nutcracker and gets on the chaise and like falls asleep in the living room and then the mom comes in with a candle and a shawl and she's like where's my daughter and she seems worried, but then she finds her in the living room and she just like, rather than wake her, she takes off her shawl and puts it on Marie and sort of like turns out the lights and leaves. And that's when like Drosselmeyer comes in and like sort of makes everything magic. It's just like so thrilling, that scene. And like, there's no dancing. It's just like people running around. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's Anyways, heaven. That's the nutcracker. So good. Do you mind it? Do you have something to talk about while I, I brush my teeth? Oh. Did you... um? You know, I watched um, 1899. Did we talk about that last week? Um, I don't have anything to say about that. I finished it. No, I finished it. I recommend it, and I look forward to season two. And, like, it's, everyone's gorgeous, and it's, like, mysterious and fun and strange. And, yeah. Um, I also watched the Volcano movie, which was distress, so distressing. So stressful. So but sad. Can, like, wow. it's, it's just astonishing to me as a documentary, because you see them... You know, yeah. so you're like, yeah. And then you also know who you don't see. You really eventually realize like, who you don't goodness, see. And goodness. you're like, yikes, that boy's whole family. I was like, yeah. oh my God. And the, <clears throat> the way they kind of don't reveal to you initially that like something's going on with the skin. And then you, you start seeing it and you're right. like, oh wow, these people were boiled alive. Like yeah. they were boiled alive. 
And the Irish boy who jumped in the water and was undamaged. That was incredible to me. I was like, wow, you're a lucky duck. Yeah, um, I mean, get in the water. Get I mean, in the, the water. The fact if, that there was like, I mean, all of the 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 not damaged places were really incredible. Like even just, you know, the the one of the tour people uh like has this very clear delineation of like where her boots were and like where her shorts yeah. were it's that's totally. crazy to me like how like it didn't really penetrate through clothing and stuff like that is wild yeah having a lot of clothing on seemed to have really helped um and then wait what it was also kind of amazing to me that at the end of the day you have all of these kind of New Zealand people being like well that's the power of nature and so like I embrace that and I'm back out there in the world and like you know life goes on yeah and then the two Americans are like we're still looking for someone to blame (laughs) yeah we're looking for someone to blame and I was like wow America (laughs) yeah I know It's like what well, those two they were truly grim they're really sad well oh man right, and then and wait there was one I other mean, thing also I that watched... happening into the pandemic in terms of like just like broader life experience it's crazy oh wow um i watched the glass onion oh yeah this is the knives out thing yeah not interested did you did you watch no. it no Oh, okay. I I don't recommend no, it. I, it looked awful. Also, did you ever watch Emily in Paris? I watched some of the first season and I, I my mom was watching it when I was home and I was like, are you watching Emily in Paris? And she was like, I am. <laughs> it's, um, I, I've watched the first two seasons and then I turned this on and I just thought, this is revolting. Uh, like, I... I can't stomach it. So, I don't know. I don't I think okay. the show well, is probably exactly the same. I'm just like I've had enough. Thank you. It's an ugly show, it's and so I think that's what makes it hard. And I that was the thing about the Knives Out thing. It was like Knives Out was fun and good-looking movie and like very like New England or whatever. Mm. And this is one of the ugliest movies I've ever seen. Like the lighting is horrible like the whole movie seems to be filmed under like mall lights it's just like wait what so movie? ugly the glass onion oh yeah yeah very very ew. ugly ew yeah no onions no onions did you watch the banshees of insurin yet i did <gasps> and i didn't like it so you're lying i am not lying that's why i didn't what bring it up what was the problem what was the problem? Um, um, what was the problem? I don't like the writing of this guy. <laughs> it's very theater. Did you like the um uh, that billboards? Like I didn't realize it was that same guy until I started no, hating I it. I did. 
I did not like the billboards, but also like the the subject matter is so grim. The way that they people interact with each other is the same. But also in I felt like in Banshees of Insurin, like the performance of the sister kind of like grounded the film. I thought everyone was like performing well. Yeah. And like it's nice to look at that place. I thought that it was shot really like TV. Oh, really? Yeah. Which oh. was also why well, it was I'm not kind of sensitive boring. to that kind of stuff. Because I... Oh, I thought it was beautiful and all the knits and well, all the animals. That's production. The production design was beautiful. It's nice to oh. see animals. It was... So I thought, like, there... I thought um, it was somewhere between, like, a Yorgos Lanathos film and a Coen Brothers film. Oh, that's right. And that I didn't want. I was like, I wish one or the other had directed this movie, mm. not a combination. Right. And I, yeah, it just didn't, it didn't work. The like cutting off fingers thing. It, it just didn't make sense to me. Oh. Like why this person was, obs- you know, it's like, you're obsessed with this person that you're trying to get away from. Otherwise, you wouldn't cut off your fingers. But, like, well, what are we talking about here? It made sense to me only in that it did feel like a byproduct of, like, the mental illness that isolation can breed. Like, this is the kind of story... It's a fairy tale, A of all. But B of all, it's, like, the kind of mental illness that being trapped on an island for your whole life can cultivate you know like these people know nothing else they kind of their minds are different you know their scope and so i think cutting off your finger maybe not such a big deal this is this is not no so like the problem like the coen brothers it always makes sense there's like motivation there's there's a there's a depth to the characters that really like know why in some way I think of like the the kind of Jewish parable story at the beginning of A Serious Man and how that works on the story that comes after it or or like in like The Lobster it's like you're in a different world where why it's like they're doing weird things but there's like you're in a different world in which motivations are different and the situation is different. Or like in the killing yeah. of the sacred deer, there's like this kind of mythical, like psychological otherness to the universe of that. Yeah, I, I felt like that it was there. I thought it was like kind of just taking that without doing any of the work of actually creating this other world or like justifying any kind of motivation so then i'm just like okay well we're just in this place where people like do weird stuff well i mean here's what if i was able to suspend my kind of sense of reality because it is a different place it's a place far away and long ago so i was like well okay here we go and i also didn't know what to make of the war the kind of like I guess there was some like Irish war in the like early twentieth century. Right, but that's like the suggestion would be in like another kind of movie. 
not guess, a, what I would imagine as a better version of this movie, but that there'd be some kind of, and maybe, you know, my thought was like, maybe there's like a historical thing going on here that I don't know <laughs> just because of like not knowing history. Right. That yeah. is, is kind of, you know, of like the white ribbon of like oh, the, this kind of psychological space oh. that will lead to the second world war. You know, like that kind right. of is the point of the movie. So, like maybe this, this like cutting off your like, own fingers. The brutality to, like, of society yeah. that kind of is. This is what I assume to... that movie's about. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's also it is a like fictional place, so it's not. I don't know. So. But I I wasn't interested. It's also you know two basically two men. So that's 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 not my favorite thing to watch. Anyway, yeah, but I think like he's that. incredible. What what is his name? Colin Farrell. Yeah, I think he's incredible. I I think that kind of that style of acting I like. Um, he was so great. But I didn't like the movie. So, well, I I'm think sorry I, I even to hear like, that. I had it. such a wonderful experience with the Banshees of Insurin and seeing it at that. the theater and just letting it wash over me was really yeah, wonderful. I think that's great. And I, that's why I didn't bring it up because I, I think oh, it's great. Well, I'm not mad at you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't really watched any of like this year's movies. I still haven't like gone to what else theater. is there? We saw Marcel the Shell. Oh, wasn't that great? That was when that was that we saw that. But, um, yeah, yeah. Your teeth are clean. Well, I think you have to go. I really yeah. do. My teeth are clean. My face is washed. My hair has a little water in it, so it, you know it doesn't look so like I just got out of bed. Oh, perfect. And um, now I'm going to put my trinkets in my pockets. <clears throat> trinkets, trinkets. Are people wearing masks? COVID cases are up, mm, up, up in a way. They sure are. People are more people are wearing masks on trains. People are not wearing masks in dance class. Oh, that shooting video um, is not you, or whatever that was. Oh, we didn't talk about Jesus. Well, look for look for Jesus, and we'll talk about it next week. Everybody, watch the Jesus. I guess TikTok. it's like a whole. There's like a kind of like pretending celebrities have died kind of like thing as well of like mm-hmm. Oprah died and then watching people react videos on TikTok. I mean, this woman's reaction was truly mentally. <laughs> you know, I, my first thought was like, she voted for Trump and I sent it to my sister and that was <laughs> what my sister sent back to me too. Like this is a Trump no, voter. No, that's that's correct. She's classic Trump voter. People who believe in nonsense. <laughs> but like they believe in it so powerfully that they can just put aside any Jesus was notion of reality. Jesus was seen in Ohio. Where? Where is show it? Me. Show me. Where? Show Which me. One? Was it on TikTok? Is it on TikTok? <laughs> oh my god! I was uh. like, get a fucking grip. <laughs> I mean, oh, I did Merry watch Christmas. it ten times just because, I watched it like, a like, hundred times. It's, 
The delivery is incredible. Well, it's her like wine. She becomes a, this like where Rachel? Child. <laughs> where Rachel? Which one? Which one? Is it on TikTok? <laughs> Crying, literal tears streaming out of her eyes in about six seconds. Incredible. Get a grip. Get a grip. These people, oh, so I can't good. believe Christy. I'm sorry, but like, I know there's like whatever. What's not there's good Christians out there who like have you know. Here's a here's the thought of, I had this week. I thought, give them their religion back, because this religiousness, this not having religion thing, is not working out great. Because then they become crazy conspiracy theorists who they can't. You know, this I'm literally just talking about my father basically, but. You know, it's like they, there isn't, once you believe kind of anything, you'll believe anything. And then it's just, you believe whatever you want. And then we're in like a That's, crazy place. That is totally true. Like once you like are indoctrinated into believing this kind of like magical history that like didn't happen, then it's like, well, go ahead, believe whatever you want. Like anything can be yeah. true. Literally, Santa Claus like, is coming to town. If totally Santa Claus is coming, <laughs> Jesus literally made blind people see by like smearing some clay on their eyes. Like, yeah, go to town. Like Jesus was a, literally an immaculate conception. Get a grip. <laughs> Get a grip. It's ridiculous. Jesus was seen. All right. Well, see you next week. In the meantime. Okay. Uh, we love you. We love you. <laughs> go to church. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, so a quick follow-up because I just watched um, Molly Boz hit the kitsch with a shrimp cocktail episode, which was um, palatable, far less insanity going on. Um, and it just felt like it had to happen because of our shrimp cocktail conversation and um, confirms the extraordinary price of four shrimp cocktail. Wow. Molly thinks eight is the serving size and that would be $28, which seems like some kind of inside joke. Um, anyway, but it's basically twice the price of your four shrimp cocktail. Um, I also think I would be sad if I was just served the kind of sour cream based uh, cocktail sauce that she makes. I I would be happy to eat it, but I would also be sad to not have a kind of tomato based shrimp cocktail sauce. Um, So I think just if you're going to do the one, you have to do the other. So Um, also shrimp kind of creeped me out. That's. You know, everything is grotesque, but, um, yeah, shrimp, especially, I guess, for me. Um, there was something else, also the New York Times wanted me to make a shrimp cocktail, so just, I guess it's a New Year's thing. It's a New Year's, it's a a party thing, sure. Um, Paige is coming on New Year's. We're going to make pasta, I think. That's very exciting. Um, like make pasta, noodles, dough, pasta. Um, what else? There was something, oh, I forgot. I wanted to tell you that I fixed the stove burner situation, which was uh, scary. I thought maybe 
the house would explode. Um, a, basically, what the YouTube was telling me to do was true. It was just different on this stove in a way that was nearly impossible to figure out. Uh, because it's the world's tiniest little screw inside the knob. Um, and when you turn it the wrong way, gas just comes streaming out into the room. So that's concerning. Um, also strange was that in turning the burner at the lowest point down, the flame at the highest setting was still seemingly just as strong. So... I don't know why this is even a question. Anyway, so th I'm glad that that's working because now I can make rice properly instead of um, I had actually I had actually uh, started using the induction burner to make rice, which would cause the fuses breaker to blow out, whatever it's called. Um, Anyway, so that's that's a a, fo a food food follow up. Um, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you so much for this follow up. I've just woken. I've just my eyes have just fluttered open. I've listened to your thing. I still have my mouth things on I too watched Molly's video last night and I was utterly shocked at how connected I felt to the universe and to Molly about our whole shrimp cocktail conversation shrimp are indeed weird and the removal of the vein is just like totally crazy and um, I think you're right I think a tomato based cocktail sauce is a must and I think $28 is Molly is an inside joke from a previous episode where Molly's like everything on a menu costs $28. Glad your stove is working. Um, I'm excited that Paige is coming and I'm, I, I, I'm coming. Well, we, I need to talk to you actually about my imminent visit to your home because might want to switch the time so that I can make it a longer trip. But, um, I'll call you on the phone. I'll call you on the phone. Okay, love and light. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Oh.